Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Folks, how's this going? Uh, we're back for another episode of Bold Sports, episode 53. Matt, how we doing? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good? Today. We had a, uh, today, yeah, right? We had a, a nice little Sunday afternoon at um, Pittsburgh PodCon. It's a good time. Good time. We got to have some beers, got to meet with a bunch of other podcasters, uh, some people coming to the event, walking through, saying, oh, you guys have a sports podcast, what the hell? Yeah. So, you know, the little, the little networking, a little networking event, know. fun times. We got to play at the creepy bunny from scare house. The creepy bunny from scare house was, was there. Yes. You know, always a good time when, when the creepy bunny shows up. Um, don't you and Julia have like a, a video? It's just like a three second, like clip, like one of those boomerang things, but it's super creepy because they're not really moving. They're just kind of standing there, but nobody stands like perfectly still. Right. Unless they're like in the army. And I can assure you that the Creepy Bunny most certainly is not in the army. So, yeah, like, it's just two people standing, and there's some, like, you know, ambient sounds, and it's just real creepy. Well, I was, Amanda and I were driving to the event. We parked about a block down, and we looked in the rearview mirror, and we saw our friend uh, Katie Dutters Uh uh, from Scare House, and she had Creepy Bunny in the car with her. Oh, yeah? So it's like, you look in a rearview mirror, it's like, oh, there's Katie. Oh, she's got Creepy Bunny with her. So, I'm starting to wonder if Creepy Bunny's really, like, a suit or not. I don't think so. No? Because, I mean, you yeah. wouldn't just, like, put on a suit and go ride around in a car. No. You know? No. You, the Pirate you, Parrot probably doesn't, like, stay in, ride pirate, in a suit. Right, no. Well, he, Cre- he drives his ATV on the parkway, though. Right. But, I've seen him. I've seen him. I'm yeah. Sure. I know. Uh, but, no, Creepy Bunny was in, in riding with Katie Dutters. Yeah. So that was good to meet meet the creepy bunny. It was good to, uh, you know, hear hear the panel. I thought it was interesting. A lot of, a lot of uh, different perspectives on like what podcasting is and why it's relevant and why, and, and why we and why we do why it. Why we like and, to do it. And uh, you know, Mike Mike Sorg, the Godfather of Sorgatron Media. You know, I thought he said some good things about us. Yes, he, he did. Said, he said, well, first of all, he said he listened to our podcast. So good, <laughs> thanks, 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 because you know we're your name's all over that shit, right? right so right. you better. Better listen to this thing, um, but no, he said that you know he's like I'm, I don't really listen to a lot of stuff about real sports that aren't scripted, of course, because he does the Wrestling Mayhem show right. on Sorgatron Media. Um, but he said you know listening to us, Steve, that it's just like listening to two guys just sitting at a bar, just talking about sports, which is pretty much what we go for. Pretty much what I feel like I'm doing every day. I know, especially when you start lighting up cigarettes and. <laughs> Like, yep, it's just like a bar. Yeah, it's just like we're at the R bar Dormont, you know? Except the TV's bigger and closer. And yeah. It's not as fuzzy. Not as fuzzy. <laughs> and I don't have people talking at me from, like, three different directions. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Matt, did you get on a football pool this week? Because I got a block right I next to yours. It. I'm not getting on it. <laughs> I don't get on pools if I'm not coming to watch the game there, because I don't trust y'all to actually tell me. I actually, do, I actually do trust them, because I've, I've actually walked into the bar on a Tuesday, and I walked in, and uh, Miss Judy was like, hey, you're an asshole. I'm like, why? She goes, you hit the half and the final. Well, Here's two envelopes. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Well, first of all, Miss Judy's retired. Yes. Um, but no, this was when Miss Judy was still there. Yeah. And pretty much ran the pool. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, 
everyone's an asshole at some point. I know. I mean, we're all an asshole at some point. Uh, just don't, just don't, don't direct your assholishness to Miss Judy. Yeah, Miss Judy. Because awesome. she's she's super late. She's awesome. But um, but that's cool. Like, so yeah, I didn't I didn't get in on any on any block pool action. I barely barely made it home in time from the PodCon to catch the first half of the Steeler game at my house by myself. Right. Um, Amanda and I stayed down at PodCon and we left little bit left in the second half, or a little bit left in the second quarter, mm-hmm. and then drove home, got home, and watched the whole second half. Saw the second home. half. Saw the demise. I mean, if they're going to play like shit in the second half, like, you don't really need to bend over backwards to catch the first. Yeah. You know, it's not, if it's not like the decisive 30 minutes of football, like, yeah, I'd have felt I mean, pretty, I'd have felt pretty dumb if I had like left the PodCon earlier, or like driven my car there. So I could get home faster because I took my bike and the weather was perfect. It was beautiful weather for you to ride your bike to Lawrenceville. Night biking. Night biking, yeah. All the drunks are at the North Shore, so there's less chance of getting plowed into on Penn Avenue. Nice. And And they have bike lanes now. They they do have bike lanes. Half half the little bollards are, like, knocked over because all the deliveries coming into Heinz Hall and whatnot. It's a constant battle. It is. Um... But you know what? When you're going as fast as I was that night, like you almost don't need a bike lane. I was hauling some ass. Yeah. Trying to get home for my beloved Steelers and how, how they did me, Steve. What do you they think? They did you dirty. They did me rotten. They did. They you did real us all dirty. pretty rotten. They did us all pretty dirty and rotten. But we got too much, too much angst. So other than we that, go off I, the rails if we start Steelers. Now. I know. Well, that's why we save Steelers to the end. Yeah. How did? Uh, <laughs> how was the rest of your sports week? Get to uh, get to watch some games. Get to watch some soccer. I I watched. Uh, I watched, what did I watch? I got the goal rush for the, the Premier League soccer on Saturday. Right. So that's kind of like red zone as much as they can make it like red zone for soccer where it's kind of unpredictable. But Is that like $5 a month or some shit? It, it works out to that, but they get you up front. Oh, for so the whole like season? It's like 40 bucks for the season, but oh, it, it like works it. out to about 5 bucks a month. I and mean, for a soccer fan like yourself, that's yeah. quite uh, re- respectable pricing mm-hmm. and also... I know if you would have got, like, the full soccer package, it probably would have been, like, $300 or $400. But that's the thing, though, for, like... But then you would kill all your Saturdays all day, all night watching soccer when you still want to watch college football, where you can flip back and forth to the goal package and watch the goal channel and then go back to, like, the South Carolina game. Yeah, see, that's, like, my whole thing with the soccer is that if you've got regular cable Mm -hmm. and you get NBC Sports... And you wake up, and you get like, (laughs) you get like, sometimes six Premier League games just on NBC Sports a weekend, and then that leaves only like four other games on the extra feed, which is like, you said five bucks a month, right? So essentially, for like, you know, whatever your cable costs plus another five bucks a month, you get the English Premier League equivalent of like Sunday ticket, yeah. You know, you get any game you want. You can watch the replays whenever you want. It's on demand. It's live. It's pretty cool. Now, my team, Crystal Palace, played on Monday. So that meant Saturday. I was just kind of, like, surfing around, seeing what I could see for the 10 o'clock games. And then the 12.30 game, which was Chelsea versus Liverpool, like, that justified my whole cable for the month. Like, that was such a good game. Like, I, I despise Chelsea. I'm a little meh about Liverpool. But I... You know, they were down early, and then they came back to tie it late. Um, it seems silly to be that excited about a tie this early in the season, but these teams are jockeying for second and third place, respectively. And it, it does matter, because you don't get another chance to play them 
well, you get to play them a second time, but in the other team's stadium. So for what it's worth, like, Chelsea didn't get the win at home like they were cruising for for 70 minutes. Liverpool came back, tied it. Awesome game. Then I got to watch just random college football in the afternoon. Until Which is great. Until you were, had to go to your office. Yeah, and I didn't watch Pitt. I didn't watch Pitt. I much. did. I, I used my ESPN Plus to watch yeah, Pitt. I, I could have watched it, but I didn't. So I, um, you know, I, I didn't have big expectations with with uh, Central Florida. Um, it's not a conference game. Pitt's got a tough non-conference schedule this year. Uh, we, we can really only hope for them to just get back on track against Syracuse this, this upcoming week. week. Yeah. Um, Saturday night, you know, you had Notre Dame-Stanford, which was kind of not as close as the Penn State-Ohio State game. No, we'll get So I watched too. Penn State-Ohio State more, more of that than I did of Notre Dame-Stanford. But I got a work break right at the time when Penn State was collapsing. So instead of watching the collapse, my dumbass was down in the kitchen getting a snack. Well, you know what? Because work snack is probably the ultimate concern. Well, yeah. For a hungry boy such as myself. Especially when you work at home and you can snack at home. It's yeah, I get good snacks. Like, I, don't, I haven't eaten a pack of, like, Lance crackers in, like, two years. No, you can make, like, a ham sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can I can get cheese that I actually, like, saw them cut it off the log, like... Yeah. And not this weird powder shit that's in the captain's wafers. Awesome. So, uh, speaking of soccer and whatnot, we got our uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. The Hounds uh, have their last... Regular season home game this upcoming Saturday, October 6th, with FC Cincy, who is pretty much going to win the USL Group A. It's the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Yeah, Eastern. Eastern yeah. Group. I don't know why the website has Group A. I think it's just because they... Soccer's used to groups. The thing about the USL is, like, a lot of these teams are, that are smaller, like, they just barely get in, like, in terms of, like, having the budget to even operate... Right. You know, so I don't think they really know until, like, a month or so before the season, like, how many teams are actually going to, like, be able to turn the lights on. And, like, they're, they're doing this new, like, restructuring for next year where they're going to add some teams in a, in a lower level and they're, they're going to have the option to, like, you know, maybe, like, com- like, apply to get into the USL, like, top division with the Riverhounds, but it's, it's going to take time. And we know that since he's going to MLS. Since he's going to MLS. So... But in the meantime, though... So pretty much what it looks like is that the Riverhounds are kind of like one of the best teams in the USL. Which is good for us. This year and possibly going forward to next year. Which is good for us. And I don't know that we'll ever get an MLS team because they want you to have certain stadiums Gotta, and it's yeah. a dinner thing. Uh, but we'll figure that out Last as thing this city needs comes. is to build another like 30,000 seat stadium somewhere. And they're not going to... They don't fill Highmark, let alone yeah. a 30,000 seat stadium. You know, they might fill South Stadium at one point. They might... You know, uh, but in the meantime, no FC Cincinnati does come into Highmark Stadium for the Riverhounds' last regular season home game. The Hounds will finish in the top four uh, of their group, which guarantees them at least a one home playoff game, uh, which will be determined in the next two weeks. Uh, there's three games left in the season. Currently, the Hounds are in third with a chance to move into second. It's really the only moves they can make unless. They completely screw up in three games, and somebody else completely like studs out. Uh, well, who's in fourth? Who's in fourth? Uh, um, I I haven't seen it, but you I'll, know I'll it, it's up. um you know it's like we've come too far to really take the foot off the gas at this point. Correct. You know, second is better than third. You know, you finish Charleston Battery and being fourth. Okay, and 
seriously, the Hounds would have to lose out, and they'd have to win out and have a bigger goal differential. So who's in third? Uh, the Hounds currently are in third. And in Louis- second? Louisville City. Louisville, okay. And we have one game left with Louisville, I believe. Uh, let me look at matches. Well, if we finish... Atlanta United 2 and New York Red Bulls 2. And New York Red Bulls 2 are the last in the league. Yeah. Atlanta's second to last, I believe. But if we finish second or third, and we, you know, let, let's say, like, the Chalk wins all the first-round playoff games, like, we're pretty much on on track to play Louisville in the second round. Not to look ahead. No, not, not to look, look ahead. ahead but, I so mean, we finish, it's only fair. We talk uh, about this with the Penguins all the time. If we like finish... Potential uh, second if, round we fi- if we finish second, uh, we would play... Ottawa, if we finish third, we would play Bethlehem. Ooh, okay. So, you know, that's as of right now. We kind of dominated now. Now, now also, it looks like Bethlehem and Ottawa are in a tight spot with their few games left um, for the 6-7 spot. And then, well, I mean, the 6, 7, 8 spot could also flip three times between in the next three games. Yeah. So, basically... So keep, keep watching, you know. Keep your, watching, keep get talking. Get your ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus subscriptions. Yep. Make sure they're up to date. Or get the seven-day free trial on, like, Saturday. And, you know, watch the Riverhounds. You know, pay attention to some of the other games. You know, keep checking us out, because we're talking about it. I mean, we, we lead on... Um, where matches played were 31, uh, they have 16 wins, 9, um, 16 wins, 6 losses, 9 draws. We have 15 wins, 12 draws, 4 losses. So we have, I mean, we have them beating a tie. If it comes down to it, the Riverhounds have the tiebreakers. If we end up with the same overall, the Riverhounds have the tiebreakers over Louisville. Good. But I don't know about... The season match tiebreakers if on Louisville because yeah. isn't that the first one where it goes season match differential? No, then, it would be goal differential first. Goal differential first, which we have that twenty two goal, twenty two goals to twenty nine goals. Yeah, uh, if we end up with the same record, I, I didn't know if it went by head to head match and then it went yeah. down further. I mean, head to head's tough because you you play every team twice. Yeah, so like there'd be a lot of like one yeah one 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 in the head to head, and then you'd have to come up with another tiebreaker. It's it's much less likely that the goal differentials are going to be exactly the same. And it also makes for an interesting final week of the season because some teams might say, like, you know, we don't even need to win this game to make the playoffs, but we need to win by five if we want to, you know, move up a level. Or, you know, if we lose by one or two, it's not so bad. But then once well, we go down two, we got to start that's, playing. That's why I wonder with, with, with um, Cincinnati coming in this Saturday, is Cincinnati going to be – are they like ah? We're so far ahead, we can like rest some guys, but players want to play. Yeah, you know. Now, are you going to start your studs the whole game? Probably not. Probably not. You'll probably throw them in the last what twenty minutes, half hour. Yeah, you might. You might. You know. You might just like you know bench a couple guys who run a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, you're, you're going to go ahead and bench bench your studs. You might bench a couple guys that are studs. You might bench or let them sit till at least the last half hour. Mm-hmm. Then get him some work in. Yeah, you got to you know. work. I mean, it's you, know, uh, you, but can't, you can't go into the playoffs with dead legs. Either that, either that, or what do you do? You start the guys the first half hour and then let them sit the next hour. Well, you can't. You can't sit them all. Well, no, 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 no. But but once you pull the guys in soccer, they're done. Yeah, right. So that's why, like, I know a lot of like the big names. Mm. 
there was a lot of time where I know uh, when Beckham was at the end of his career where he didn't even go into the game until the last hour. He sat the first half hour, yeah. 45 first mm-hmm. half, and he and he didn't play the second half. That was towards the end of his career. Now, the yeah. beginning of his career, he played the whole game. He was uh, of course. Earth, you they, know. they did the same thing with Wayne Rooney in his, his last – you know his la- his last years in England when he was with Everton. I mean, he was basically a sub, and he you know he's still like you got to have a sub who can score because that's you know when you're down a goal, you know you don't you don't bring in another defender if your defenders are tired. You know you gotta you gotta get somebody who's got a lot of a lot in his legs, you know, and he can change the game by you know bringing like an extra level of speed that the tired defenders on the other team you know, can't keep up with. Now, Rooney went from being, like, a super sub at Everton the last two years to, you know, being the best player on the team in D.C. Um, you know, he's still, he can still run around and stuff. He's yeah. Like, he's younger than well, that's why, well, that's but why he looks like, like he's so old. Well, that's why, like, Beckham came to the MLS towards the end of his career because mm-hmm. in England, whoever, who did he play for in England? He was with Manchester United. Man U. And then they sold him to Real Madrid. In 2003. Right. But towards and then the, he went to PSG. And then, the, but the end of his career, he was only playing 30 minutes, 40 yeah. minutes. He came to the MLS when he came with the LA Galaxy, and they gave him a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And the first game he played in D.C. Yeah. I was living in D.C. at the time. Oh, yeah? He played in D.C. I didn't go to the game because no. I didn't give a shit, but I knew Beckham was in town, whatever. And he played, like, the last five minutes of the game and got a goal. Mm-hmm. Like... So then, you know, then he was a pretty much day one starter after that. And yeah. he was, what, 40 years old? I mean, LA Galaxy <laughs> is a pretty good situation to just drop into if you're David Beckham because they're always good. Right. Like, DC United, on the other hand, like, they've, they've been pretty bad. The recently. Years. Recently. And but they, 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 they won the MLS Cup a couple years. Well, they, when I lived in DC, they won the they MLS were Cup. Really, they were, I mean, they're pretty much like the, the Yankees of MLS. Like, if you think about it, like, in terms of being there for so long and being consistently good for so long. But the past few years, they haven't been that good. And their attendance has suffered because their stadium's crap and the team's Well, they crap. play in RFK Stadium. Well, they built a new stadium that yeah. opened this season. And it's down near the Nats Stadium, so yeah. it's, it's like the fun new, like... Area. Know, they're they're like building up the, the whole southeast. Yeah. The whole southeast quarter of D.C., they're building that up, and they're, they're turning it in from gunshots in a Beirut, really, mm. to a beautiful area. Um, but whenever I lived in D.C., they played RFK Stadium, and then whenever I was moving out of D.C. is where RFK Stadium was completely round. It was circular, mm. but it was small. Yeah. It only sat, like, 40,000 people, and mm. that was when, like... The Redskins played there, and the Nats, the the Washington Senators played there for baseball. Yeah, and then crazy setup for baseball. Yeah, crazy setup for baseball, and then baseball left Washington for how long? The Washington Senators were never around when we were alive. No, they the the late the last iteration of the Senators moved to Texas in like the late sixties. I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they but they played RFK Stadium, Uh and then. The RFK Stadium get used, didn't get used for baseball again until the Expos moved down and became the Nats. Yeah. And then as soon as they moved down, that's when they started building a national stadium mm-hmm. over in Southeast. But after the Nats moved out, they blew the ends out of RFK mm-hmm. and had the soccer field in the middle and just had, like, two, like, half moons yeah. with the ends blown out of it. You know, they, they tore the ends down. like well, Kind of like what they did with Cincinnati... Riverfront that last year baseball. 
Oh, yeah. At Riverfront, where they tore one side of Riverfront down because they were building the new ballpark next to Riverfront. Oh, okay. And then on the other side of Riverfront, they were building the football stadium, mm-hmm. Paul Brown Stadium. Because um, Riverfront was a dual-purpose stadium like Three Rivers was in the Vet Stadium. They all looked identical. Yeah. And um, so they tore down half of Riverfront where they were building a new stadium for that last year of the baseball in, in Cincinnati. But, I mean, hey, I, I lived in D.C. Uh, whenever uh, they won the cup down there the one year, the mm-hmm. first year I lived in D.C. So, here or there, um, you know, the Riverhounds are doing well. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to have a home playoff game. We're going to see who that's about in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> so, did you watch much golf this weekend? I didn't watch any. Hmm. I did not watch any golf. I know I talked such a big game about Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup and night golf, but... Um, yeah, man, too much soccer, too much college football, <clears throat> too nice outside. So my schedule And also, is, like, from what <clears throat> I understand, the U.S. was... Or, shit the bed after the morning session of day two. Day two? Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I can be forgiven, because, like, 75% so, of the golf is <clears throat> kind of meaningless. So so Friday, last Friday, I went to work. I was, uh, I was, I was a four-to-close person, so I get home. I, I, actually, no, I wasn't afford to close on Friday. I got home at like one thirty, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's like, all right, it's one thirty. What are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm gonna have a couple beers. I'm gonna sit here and watch golf. She goes, well, I need to go to bed. I'm like, you know where the bedroom is? <laughs> she goes, why? What do you got going on? I'm like, the Ryder Cup starts at two a.m., babe. She goes, why the fuck's the golf starting at two a.m.? It's fucking dark. I'm like, they're playing in France. It's in France. She's like, son of a bitch. We come from France. So, um, I watched, actually, so I sat up for a little bit, and then I ended up going to bed and watched the rest of it in bed. Still had beers in bed, though. I'm, I'm you know, whatever. Know. It happens. You just gotta sit up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Get heartburn. Oh, yeah, totally. Or you spill on yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or you have to roll over just right, and then get the angle. Yeah. Um, done that. But, <laughs> um, so, I watched... The whole Friday Ryder Cup until I fell asleep about 6 a.m. So I watched, you know, four hours of it. And I fell asleep and I woke back up at like 11 or 12 and I watched the rest of it, you know, at that point. Uh, and then I went to work on Saturday and I came home Saturday at 3 a.m. I had the Ryder Cup on for the last hour as I work. And then I um, got home and probably watched it till like 7 a.m. and I went to bed. And then Sunday was Steelers Day and we had... Um, you know, pod, uh, PodCon day. So, Sunday I watched the majority of it before PodCon, and I saw the demise of it, mm-hmm. and so forth. It was it, it was great to watch. The Ryder Cup is a great environment. It's like stadium noise, golf loud. The players get up for it. Yeah. Um, everybody's amped. There's it's the, different when you're doing, like... There's the ole, 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 ole. Mm-hmm. There's all that going on. Everybody yeah. dresses all crazy. Yeah. Uh, they have matching, all the players have matching clothes mm-hmm. going on, I, you know. It's cool to have, like, the team element. Mm-hmm. Because when you're doing stroke play, like, I mean, you don't really have an opportunity to, like, high-five anyone except your caddy. Right. You know, when you're, when you're doing when you're doing the team stuff. When you're like, doing match play, you, you got. Not, you might not hit a good shot. But your partner but does. Your partner does. And then the team captain's walking around to all the different matches. Plus the guys that aren't playing or following you around, everything mm-hmm. else like that. It's a great atmosphere for our cup. The U.S. A lot of people like for me, like I go to golf. Like I don't have, I don't have such a rooting interest that I'm gonna like go like crazy. 
you know, when I went to the U.S. Open, like, I've, I made, I followed, like, all of, like, the top four golfers in the world at the time for, like, a few holes at least. Mm-hmm. You know, I followed Furyk, I followed VJ, I saw Tiger, I saw Phil, you know. Yeah, same thing with like I But I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, screaming and high-fiving and, like, pumping my fist. But, like, if you put all those guys together, you know, on a team, and, like, I had some sort of, like reason to like buy into that team for example like i'm american and so is like team america you know then then you've got you know more of a rooting interest well europe rallied um or sorry europe rolled to 17 and a half yeah they didn't have victory uh over 10 and a half uh over the u.s uh europe ended the final day um singles matches up 10 to 6 so the pga 2017-2018 season is now over and done. Don't worry. It starts. The 2018-19 season starts this week uh, with the with the Safeway Open in Napa Valley, Silverado Resort and Spa. Um, not too many big names. Uh, yeah, people complain about how the soccer season is never oh, ending. Yeah, right? I mean, at least you get a couple weeks. Before the, between the end of the Premier League and the World Cup, well, the like, last I think two there years, was like two weeks. Well, the and last then you two, get almost a month before the the, the Premier League started. Well, well, the MLS, the M, or sorry, the MLS, the PGA Tour, the last year and this year, mm. um, they're moving into this kind of rotational thing. So mm. it gives the regular weekly players a week off or mm. two or two weeks off between whether it's a Ryder Cup year or a Presidents Cup year. Um, so this year was a Ryder Cup year, so you had the guys that played the Ryder Cup. And I looked at the lineup for this tournament. There's like four big names well, in yeah. there. So the so don't expect a lot of the big names playing in these early 2018-19 season mm-hmm. tournaments. Because um, unlike in some sports, you can kick, you can skip a few weeks yeah. at the start of the season. Yeah. And you don't have any teammates that, that are going to get pissed off. Right, 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 yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and you can look back and be like, well, I played how many events? I made $12 million this year yeah. playing golf. Or no. You, it's like that. your wallet. You, actually, it's your actually, bank actually, yeah, it's your wallet. It's your bank account. Phil's like, I don't need to play in these tournaments. You know, I'm rich as fuck, man. Yeah, I mean, same <laughs> with Tiger and Rory and all these guys. Yeah. Uh, Rory's like, I think I'm just going to lift weights that weekend. I'm I know, gonna... right? He, he, he's like, I'm going to just hang the, the barbell from my nipples and just like bend back and <laughs> forth. Dude's chest is jacked. I've never seen an Irish dude that built. Dude, he's I jacked. I bet Rory could beat Conor McGregor in a fight. I don't know about that far. Well, because but... if, if you gave Conor McGregor some like mood stabilizers and it was just like pure strength versus pure strength <laughs> and like none of that like insane like I'm going to take on a whole bus by myself shit. I mean, like, okay. it might be a fair fight. All right, if you gave Conor McGregor his eight ounce gloves and Roy McElroy his golf bag. In the ring, yeah, I think we're gonna take them, but whatever. Here or there, these guys. Uh, I'm definitely so, here so for that. So with, with, with the with the that. tournaments coming up, with the tournaments coming up, don't expect to see a lot of big names uh, in the next few tournaments that are starting the season. Uh, but also, don't be surprised if a few pop in, like, ah, bored. I want to go play. Hey, um, hey, you think you can squeeze me into a foursome? Right, exactly. <laughs> the starter is like, I don't know, I don't see your name. Oh, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Woods, please this way. <laughs> um, it's not like you and I going down to South Park on like at nine a.m. on a Tuesday, and they're like, 
sorry, there's a, a two-hour wait to tee up. Like, there's no way in the front tee. Oh, we got guys coming because you got one old guy goes yeah. down and signs in all his buddies. It's league day. It's league day. And it's like, nobody's here. We can go up. But no, you got to wait. It's like, fuck you. Mm. Uh, the only thing I hate about South Park is there's no tee times. Yeah, well, I mean. That's why I don't play there until after 11 a.m. Yeah. And it's usually like Tuesday through Thursday. It's not the only reason that I don't play there until after 11 a.m.? Well, no, it's really not the only reason, because we don't wake up till then. <laughs> but <laughs> if, you told me I, if you told me I'd, like, you know, could get on an empty course at 9 a.m., I still don't think I'd be able to. <laughs> the, only way I, the only way I could entice you to get on and uh, up for golf at, like, 8 or 9 a.m. is if it's, like, a private club that you're, like, one chance to play. Like, hey, Matt, we're going to play Oakmont, but it's 7.30 tea time. You're like, fuck, I ain't going to sleep tonight. you got to call my boss and get me out of work that night. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta buy me a six pack. Done. So I can go home and get a nap. Now I gotta work on getting you on Oakmont. Shit, I gotta work on getting me on Oakmont. God damn it. I gotta work on getting me on, like, Frosty Valley. <laughs> I mean, I don't play that much, is what I'm saying. I know. Uh, speaking of playing, I gotta play this week. This is gonna be a good week. The weather today. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday. I gotta look at my schedule at work. I'm getting out one of those three days. Yeah. It's October. It's golf. You gotta take it. Yeah. Um, and before all the leaves come down, you can't find your ball in a 40 acre field. You're like, I know I hit it to the right of the <laughs> trap. Ooh. I'm right there. But there's like a hundred leaves down. You're like, somebody you have to kick through the leaves. You end up kicking your ball. Ah, man. That only happens at courses that don't take care of their shit like South Park. But, um... It's a park, Steve. It's not like... I know. Club, you know? I know. I don't play a lot. Of, I played two country clubs this year. Yeah. Two? Yeah. Wow. I mean... Some people only play one. Well, because they they're, they're members. Because <laughs> they're members. <laughs> Why would I go begging to get on to South Hills when I'm a member at Valley Brook? I mean... Well, and everybody, what's funny about the country club circuit is everybody that's a member at like South Hills, St. Clair, Charval, uh, Valley Brook, Nemecolin, Nevillewood, all that, they're all friends with people at other clubs. So they go yeah. play the other clubs throughout the year, too. And it's just like, oh, well, come over to my club and I got your golf. It's like, oh, well, come over to my club and I got you. It's like, it, it's. It's like when you were in like middle school and high school and you'd go like pool hopping in the summer. Yeah. I got the Bellevue Pass. I got the Avalon Pass. I got, I got the Brighton Pope Ground in my grandma's yard. I Whatever. got the Brighton Heights Pass. Oh, yeah. oh! Once a year, my uh, buddy's dad lets us go swim in his pool at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You pull hop, pull hop, you golf hop. Pool hopping is probably cheaper, right? Golf hopping, you don't have to really change your clothes as much. And if you're going to a private club, you don't have to pay for it because you're not allowed to. It's all in that member. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, huh. yeah. You, you go to a club, it's. It, you, you, you're you with a member or you're a guest of a member that's not with you mm-hmm. and it's all on their number and they and it's all on and they pay for it all and either yeah. you pay them or you figure out what you buy the nice dinner yeah you know it works out let's go hang out get some dinner you couldn't you couldn't make my my awesome golf day at Oakmont. well that's well that's you how weren't there pal you missed it when I shot well, an 80 at Oakmont well that's how I got to play Nemecolin Country Club last two Sundays ago cool was cause uh you know, friends of ours, their, mm. their dad's a member, and he's like, I'm going to be on vacation for like three weeks of the month, so go down and play the course, have fun, enjoy the food, don't spend more than 800 bucks. Nah. Thanks, Charlie. How you getting him back? 
Give him a free podcast download. <laughs> uh, we I'll do. send you the link. That whole that Top whole group, that whole group that I deal with there, we do a lot for each other. So good. it comes back and yeah. it, it comes back and forth. Come they get on. a lot of good. They get a lot of my good food I make and a lot of beer. So okay, well, it works. Um, speaking of a lot of good food I make and whatnot, uh, I don't know if I need a snack or if you do. But in the meantime, we do need to take a break and listen to what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. And speaking about snacks, Slice on Broadway. Man, the perfect pepperoni pizza. Uh, always a great sponsor of Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be right back uh, just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. And we're back for uh, segment two here. Hope you had a uh, great listen uh, on what's going on with our friends up in Beachview at Sorgatron Media, who produce this podcast and several other ones as well that you should be listening to. Should be. So, Matt, Major League Baseball is awesome this time of year. Um, how about the first time ever? We had two one-game playoff for divisions. Yeah. Uh, so that was the Brewers and the Cubs and the Rockies and the Dodgers. Now, uh, those two games, the Brewers and the Cubs, was the most interesting one. The Rockies and the Dodgers won. Not so much. The Dodgers kind of, like, got in there and just stuck it to them and kept it going. Yeah. Uh, the Brewers and the Cubs won. I watched that whole game. Mm-hmm. I did. And I watched about the first three innings of the Dodgers-Rockies games. Like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> but the Brewers-Cubs one was the most interesting. It was great. Came pretty much down to the end. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and then the Cubs, so they didn't win the division, so they have the one-game playoff wild-card game against yeah. the Rockies, who lost to the Dodgers the next day. So you're sitting here thinking, ah, oh, the Rockies got to travel, they got to leave L.A. at, like, whatever time, fly into Chicago, and then have a game the next night in Wrigley. Um, that game went... 13 or 14 innings? 13 innings? 13 innings? It was yeah. 13 or 14. 13, I believe it was for sure. But I, I was at work, and I was doing the event, but people had, we had on the TV, so I'm kind of watching back and forth, and it's and it's one nothing, one nothing, one nothing. And I left work in the seventh inning. I get home, and it's 1-1. I'm like, sweet. All right. Mm. So I turn that shit on, and I'm like, this is going to go extras. And it did. Yeah. And Chicago had that game. Four times over, they could have won that game. Yeah, it was like the twelfth inning. Um, both teams had <laughs> runners in scoring position in the twelfth. Um, Colorado actually had the bases loaded. Chicago, I think, only had like first and second. Um, Chicago the- had first and second. They have a guy that comes up to the plate that either hits a ground ball into the into the shift or strikes out. But they had a guy on the bench. Now my boss at work is from Chicago. So I was talking with him today, and I can't mm-hmm. remember these guys' names he was telling me. But he said, you know, on the bench, you got a guy that either hits a home run or strikes out. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see the home run or strikeout, or would you rather see a ground ball and a strikeout and then move forward to the next inning? Here or there. Um, the Cubs are his team. He's a little upset. It's okay. And he does control my schedule, so I didn't, like, beat him up too bad. Yeah, um, I mean, so, so <laughs> you but know. but at one point the Cubs catcher was at, in the box batting, 
and end up going to leg cramps. And I get leg cramps, trust me. They hurt like a son of a bitch. He, he's like, no, you're not pulling me, you're not pulling me. I know, you could, read Madden, you could read the, or the third base coach was like, you know, can he go? Yeah. Or something uh, like, you yeah. gotta take him out. And he's just like, nope. no, not coming no, out. I'm not coming out. Not coming out. And he, put, he like shoved him away. He's like, I'll yeah. rub him out right quick. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting on base and ended up causing a bases load situation. Mm-hmm. And then all the Cubs needed was a fly ball to score a run. You know, a single scored one, maybe two, mm. but you got this dude coming up, and grounds into a fucking double play. Yeah. Like, you had you had opportunity. There's opportunities before extra innings. You had the hug play. Oh, the hug play was awesome. The hug play was great. That was great because it was what that could have been interference. It could have been but... like, like definitely Arenado for Colorado. Like he fields the ball. Um. You know, he goes to tag the runner. It's it's a force play at third. Right, force play at third. But because he's standing like in the baseline, off the bag in the baseline, yep. he just applies the tag, and the runner has to stop. Now, and the runner stops and puts his it, arms it, out. That you ought to, what you ought to do is like, I don't know, just like drop to the ground. Yeah, you know, so you don't yeah. get, so so that you don't get like interference. Like once you're tagged out. But he just decided to just like kind of wrap his arms around the, well, the baseman. Well, he put while his arms. He put his arms out, and then he comes in for the tag, and then tags him, and then they kind of. It, it was kind of like an embrace each other. You're not supposed to have that much contact with the other no, team you're in not. baseball. No, you're not. Like, there's really no excuse. No. Like in hockey, you could be like, "Oh, that wasn't interference." Like, you know, I I had like, you know. I was still skating just because I had a hand on his shoulder. I wasn't, like, interfering or obstructing. And, like, in football, you'd be like, well, you know, like, I wasn't roughing the kicker. I just ran into the kicker. There's, like, yeah. different degrees of contact yeah. that's yeah. acceptable. Those are roughing him. But in baseball, you just don't touch the guy. Like, you're not even allowed to touch the catcher anymore. Which, well, but you know, suppose you think you... We'll probably have an, an occasion to talk about one of those plays before the month is over. So let's not go into it too much here. Right. But basically, this hug play, it didn't look like Arenado was trying to make a throw to first. He might have had a chance. He might have thought, I don't have a chance just because there's a runner in the way and I've got to make the tag and then set myself to throw. But, like, if he had set himself and tried to throw, he wouldn't have been able to use his, like, torso to, oh. like, twist and, like, get any power behind the throw because the guy had him wrapped up in a bear hug. And thank God they got out of that inning... Without a run scoring, because that would have been the third out for interference had it been called. Yes. You know, so it's like we almost had something that we could argue about for a hundred years, but we didn't. So that's why that's why I tweeted, I replied to your tweet, Steve, and it was like, yeah. it was just a hug. It didn't mean anything. It didn't. Right, you know? Remember high school? Oh, yeah. Just a hug. Doesn't mean anything. You know? So the Cubs, man, like... Let them be emo. I mean, the Cubs kind of, you know, the Cubs kind of, you know, kind of screwed themselves up. They they had several opportunities to win, and they didn't take advantage of those opportunities. Know. But, you know, congratulations to the Rockies. Nobody knows better than Pirates fans how gut wrenching these wild card games can be. Oh yeah, but I just don't think three it's, of them in a row. I just don't think finishing second in your division like earns you a right to be in a series. Like if you have like the two wild card teams play a three game series. I mean, I guess, like, they're they're both, like, it's yeah. not like you're making 
a division winner play a whole series against a wild card winner. But I, I just think like the it just raises the stakes for the division. Well, in order like, you want to get the wild card. Well, here's the deal: in order for them to do a three game wild card series, Mike Greenberg on ESPN, formerly of Mike and Mike, now on um, Wake uh, Up, Wake Up, said three game series, the home team who has the better record get a double header. At their home stadium. Mm. And then if it goes to a third game, it goes to the away team stadium. I've heard that. Um, also, then, then, you, then you get it done in like two days. Two days. And also, take, instead of a 162-game season, have a 160-game season. Yeah. You take two games off the regular season, and then you add a three-game playoff with a doubleheader. You know, do a day-night doubleheader or, or whatever. You know what, what, what would it be a, a one o'clock and a seven o'clock? Yeah, you know doubleheader at the home team stadium at, at whoever would be the home team stadium. Right, and so and then, and Wrigley. Yeah, so it would have been. Yeah, so it would have been a doubleheader in Wrigley, and then you know fly out and go play at the Rocky Stadium. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, just, I don't think it's necessary. I I don't like. I don't. You know, winning I know, I know it's hard that like yes, puts, the Cubs were the second best team. It puts precedence on winning divisions, like you in every other sport, like in every other sport, football. Win your division, and you chances are well, football. Football's different. You football's do, different. Hockey's yeah, different. Hockey's Baseball different. is unique, and we should preserve that uniqueness. Right. By we like we could take baseball and just do the hockey style. Where, like, the top eight teams in the American League and the top eight teams in the National League get in and they play, yeah. like, a head-to-head three-gamer oh, so in what, the first ba- round. so what, baseball goes the first year? Sweet. No, like, I, I like, I, I mean, I didn't grow up in the era where you just had, like, one National League team and one American League team. Yes, you did. No. I didn't grow up in that era. Wait, but no, but you grew up in the era of NL West and AL yeah. and, and, and NL yeah, East. Yeah, we always had divisions. It was yeah. It was NL. It was NL West and East, and right. there was the seven but you game had playoff. To win your division. Yeah, yeah. So you had to. This made more teams get in the playoffs. When we were kids growing up, it was you had to win the East or you had to win the West and be number one. There was no, there was no two, three, or in a wild card. Right, but there's old timers. Oh yeah, yeah. Think that that's like an abomination. Yeah, because yeah. they they remember when you just like you had the best record in the National League, you and you had the best record in the AL. And then you get to go play the team in the World Series that had the best record in the AL. Okay, so like I'm not being a purist when I say that like divisions make baseball more interesting. You've got more games against your division. Mm-hmm. You play you play you might you might play teams from outside your division like a handful of times, but it seems like you're playing the Cubs or the Brewers. Like, every time you turn around, it looks like you're playing another team from your division. Well, cause and those games are really important, and you build rivalries based on them. And if you don't win your division, then, like, yeah, like, well, because you get a chance to, like, move on. But, like, you don't get a chance. You don't get to, like, set up your whole staff and play a regular playoff series. Right. Because you didn't win your division. Like, I'm not, like, a hard-ass on a lot of things, but I think this is one area yeah. where I'm going to be a hard-ass. Be a hard-ass on You know? It. Suck it Speaking. up, Buttercup. I saw Speaking. that on a bumper sticker the other day. Right? That's awesome. But, but like, when we were kids, it was the NL East and the NL West. And it so happened that we played Cincinnati because Cincinnati was an NL West, and we played Atlanta because Atlanta, even though they were in the 
eastern part of the time zone, they were still under the west because they came from Milwaukee. Because they came from Milwaukee. Yeah. And also so because Atlanta's the south, and the south has more in common with the west because they like country music more. There you go. Um, but, you know, back in the, but back then. And then when the, when when we the were Cardinals kids, were in the, the When we were kids, it was like you went to NL East and the NL West, mm-hmm. and there was what? At that time, how many teams in baseball were there? 20? 26. 26. My Panini sticker book had 26 teams. Yeah. So now there's 30 because they've added, like, Arizona, Colorado, mm-hmm. um, Tampa, Miami. and Miami. Yeah. And some, some you know, talk about they're talking about more expansion. And, like, I think that's when they'll change it if they do. They don't need to change it now. I like no. the way it is now. I like the way it is now. Yeah, when, they, when they have it, when they do the expansion, they're going to screw everything up. I hope oh, you realize. Yeah, they do. And they have they're, to they're expand. Gonna, and they have to expand two teams. They can't expand one. They have to expand two. They're going first of all. They're, if if they're going to cut down on games, um, I think they're also going to want to cut down on travel. And I think the way that you cut down on travel is you don't make the Pirates like go to the Dodgers anymore. Like you have like an Eastern and a Western conference, and like that's like to me that's an abomination. Yeah. But because you know you what? Know what? You know what I else is an abomination? I want to see Having a team in L.A. in the first place, my grandpa probably thought that was like the worst thing he ever heard of. Oh, shit. When, they were, when the Dodgers when left. When the Dodgers left New and my, York. My, my people aren't even from Brooklyn, but well, I'm just saying. Well, like, shit. Baseball purists who grew up in like, you know, the 30s and 40s and 50s are like, oh, the Brooklyn Dodgers, they kind of suck, but it's nice to have them. Oh, yeah. The Brooklyn Dodgers, the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, and the New York Giants. All in baseball. There were no Mets. Until after the Giants. Until after the Giants left. That's when the Mets became in in 50... 62, I think. The first really bad Mets team was like 62. And then the 69 Mets was like the The World Series. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the Mets, like, obviously were like geared towards trying to like win back National League fans. Because that still made a difference back then. Right. Like, that was even before the DH, but it was just, like, the rivalries. Like, NL fans, like, followed NL teams and knew NL players and didn't know as much about the American League. So they're like, let's put another team in Well, New that's York how I became a fucking like, Red Sox up. fan. Why? Because because the NL, like... Because I grew up... You hate all the NL teams? No, because I grew up in Pittsburgh and we all followed the Pirates. Yeah. And we're all like, oh, we all love the Pirates, but who do we like for the AL? Because you only saw AL baseball twice a week, and that was on ESPN mm-hmm. uh, when they did Baseball Night in America, which was like Tuesdays and Thursdays, or no, hockey was Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, baseball was Monday and Wednesday. It was yeah. Baseball Night in America, Mondays and Wednesday, or whatever, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it was. They used to do Mondays. I know. I remember Mo- Monday yeah. Night Baseball. Monday Night thing. Baseball, And it yeah. might have even been on ABC, because yeah. like Monday Night Football. And the only time you saw the American League was then, or the All-Star Game and the World Series, was the only time you really saw AL games was when ESPN did it. So my buddies and I were like, well, who are we going to fall for the AL? Well, being a kid from Pittsburgh, you can't like anything from Cleveland. No. The only thing Baltimore had going for him was Plus Cal Cleveland Jr. sucks back then. The only thing Baltimore had going for him was Cal Jr. Yeah. I didn't like the evil empire of the Yankees, and I wore number nine from age four until I was in my 20s. Yeah. Going, you know, because of Mazeroski, Ted, Teddy Williams baseball, Teddy baseball, mm-hmm. and then Roy Hobbs, who's a fucking fictional, fictional character. character. I wore number nine. So I started following the Red Sox about 1985. Yeah. So, so you wore number nine because of a fictitious character, like... Well, I rooted for the Mariners at the start of this year because of Mariner Moose. He's not real. No. He's not a real moose. He's a guy in a suit. 
Hate to break it to you. I mean, that's like back in the day going to a Penguin game. Where you know, probably the first American League game I ever even watched was when my parents took us to Baltimore on the way to Ocean City one year, and we went to see the Orioles play the White Sox. Actually, do you, do, I can tell you the first American League game I ever watched and remember vividly. Mm. Okay, not say the first one I ever watched, but remember vividly was the Pine Tar game. Pine Tar game? You know our buddy Chris was Chris at was game. at the Pine Tar game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was like four and had no clue no, what was happening. Chris is a year older than us, so Chris would be... Five or six. Five or six, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first AL game I remember vividly watching. Well, it's hard to forget. Because that was a like Monday that. night baseball game. Because it turned into wrestling. <laughs> right? You got George Brett, like, frothing at the mouth. And you're like, I didn't know George the Animal Steel lost so much weight. I know, right? Right? Oh, man. Like, some, I, like even, like, playoff games, like, I don't really remember. Like, I remember... I remember I all the 90s remember, Pirates playoff games. I remember the Red Sox, like, the, the home run uh, against the Angels that year. Like, I guess that was 86. Oh, the uh, um, uh, Carlton Fisk, the Wave. No, 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 the against the Angels. Against the Angels. In the playoffs. It was, like, in Anaheim. It, it, was, in the, it was in the ALCS. I don't know if it was the decisive game. But it, it was a big game. It was a big leverage situation. Yeah. And then the Sox went to the World Series. And I remember... And the Sox went to the World Series in 86 against the Mets. Lost to the, the Mets. And they lost to the Mets. And the Mets and played that, that, that like 16-inning playoff that was, that game against the, the Astros. That was the Buckner game. That was the Buckner yeah, series. Yeah, I don't remember the Buckner series, but I remember the NLCS. Yeah. We were just a National League yeah. family. Um, I, I guess. I yeah, know. but the Mets, I remember the Buckner game, like completely and Gary Carter coming around third base and, you know... It, yeah, I mean, and then, of course, all the Pirates series when we were kids um, in the 90-91-92. I mean, I still know the starting lineup for those fucking three games. I was at the game five, which went 13 innings, and Andy Vance like had a 14-pitch at bat and hit three balls, home run distance, just foul. Um, and then I actually have the ball in the house somewhere um, that was Brian Hunter for Atlanta Braves home run ball to left field, I have that ball. Nice. I caught it. And then whenever he played for the Pirates, five years later, I got him to sign it. And I have it with a ticket stub. It's in a box here somewhere. Um, I was at a Tim Wakefield start in that, that I was, yeah. year. And then I also remember the 92, uh, or, yeah, the 93 series, mm-hmm. uh, game five. I was sitting, in, remember uh, uh, when they put the extended seats in at Three River Stadium? On the third and first base side, they put like an extended row in, and they were folded. They were folding chair seats, uh-huh. yeah. And they put zip ties on the folding chairs. I got to sit front row because my dad did a lot of work mm-hmm. for somebody that his son was president of ARA at the time. Oh yeah. So we got tickets wow. to that game, and that was the Terry Pendleton bunt game, um, where Terry Pendleton bunted the ball at first baseline and ran into his own ball. I got oh, yeah. called out on it. Nice. I was, that happened right in front of me, like vividly. Nineteen ninety. That was also, um, that was also the game that Deion Sanders played uh, football in Miami in the afternoon, and then flew to Pittsburgh on a private charter jet, and was the first person to play in a NFL football game and a uh, MLB baseball game in the same day. Uh, Deion Sanders was there with the um, Braves. At that point, he didn't start the game. He didn't get in the field, but he pinch hit it. Mm. So, 
Is it too late to add Le'Veon Bell to your baseball roster for the playoffs? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how his bat speed is, but his quickness is probably pretty good. Probably. So he might be a good pitch runner. <laughs> well, you know, a pinch runner saved the Cubs last night. Yeah, pinch runner did save. They put, they put in that guy. He's the, the stat said he's got, I don't even remember his name, but the stat was like, he's like one of only like three players in baseball history to have more stolen bases than plate appearances <laughs> because he's just a pinch runner. Pretty much. And he stole well, that, second, well, well, he stole that's second after, and then he well, scored yeah. on like a single. Well, yeah, that was after the, yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, so MLB, quick for you. Uh, so your playoffs are going to be set like this. Uh, Braves, Dodgers, Brewers, Rockies for the NL. Um, Cleveland, Houston. Uh, Yanks and Sox. This is not what baseball wanted. Baseball, and and me personally, I'd rather see this as a oh as a ALCS series. Series oh, Yanks well, Sox, not a five gamer. That's really easy to say. Seven gamer. If um, if if the wild card game tonight had ended differently, oh. we'd all be sitting here talking about how you know. The last thing baseball wants is a Sox-A's division series. Yeah, right. So um, just be glad that you're getting a Sox-Yankees series at all. Yeah, five-gamer. Uh, you're going to have Chris Sale going off uh, in game one. And then you're going to have, like, Sox-Astros or Yankees-Indians in, in the ALCS. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, quit, quit freaking complaining. Every year, they're like, oh, if these two teams make the World Series, it's going to be bad for baseball ratings. Like, give me a freaking break. They're not going to stop playing the World Series. I know. Even if, like, every stupid TV channel, even if, like, even if, like, freaking, like, Fox Business Channel or, like, you know, AXS or whatever, like, or, like, ESPN Plus doesn't want it. They're still going to play the World Series. They're not going to cancel the World Series. No, they're not. Quit complaining. Do you have TV? Watch it. (laughs) <laughs> if it's on TV and you're not working, watch it. Right. So we got Sox, Sox, Yanks first round five game series. These are five game series for divisional series. Um, so I know for the Sox, uh, you're gonna have Sale going one, Price two, and uh, three is shit. I forgot who three is. Either way, I had to know this because yeah. I've been working a lot of Boston. Boston content the past couple days, but uh, I don't know. I try I try not to pay too close attention because Boston sports media is a cult. I don't I don't want to get like hypnotized and like sucked into the cult. I'm okay with the Red Sox. I don't mind the Red Sox so much. The Celtics are fine, but um, the Patriots are obviously. I mean, you know how we all feel about the Pats here in this town. Fuck the Patriots. And I really think that the Boston the Boston Bruins like announcers are like. I mean, they, they actually compared Matt Cook once to Sirhan Sirhan, okay? <laughs> Which, like, Matt Cook was a dirty player who had to, like, oh, we change got, the way he plays. Oh, we got Sirhan dirty. Sirhan assassinated a United States senator. I mean, we so got, let's have some perspective here. I mean, we got, I mean, we, we got some dirty player talk coming up. Yeah. But in the meantime, Sox-Yanks... That's going to be your your highlight of the baseball divisional series going on. Cleveland-Houston. I expect Houston to go in and win that. Probably four games. Let's whoop up on Cleveland. Um, They can't win a Super Bowl and a World Series. Brewers-Rockies? This to me is a coin flip. 
Mm, Bruce Rockets to me is a coin flip. Um, honestly, uh, as, as I haven't seen enough of the Rockies as, this year. As NL Central guys, I feel like the, the Brewers are decent, but they got hot at the right time. They got um, hot at the right time, but they've got the MVP. They don't. They don't have great pitching, and like, here's the thing: like, the Rockies have like the best pitching they've ever had in their right. existence. So there's, there and must I be think something the, to that. And the Brewers are gonna have home field on that. They'll have three games at home. Um, the Dodgers, Braves. You know what? Until the Dodgers win a World Series in current times, I don't want to hear shit. About the Dodgers, and I'm just gonna expect. Well, you're gonna hear shit about them right now. I'm gonna. I'm I'm picking them to beat the Braves. I'm gonna expect. I'm gonna expect the Dodgers to go to the World Series. I expect the Dodgers to go to the World Series. Yeah, I don't think the Braves are there yet. I don't think the Braves are there yet either. They've got some exciting young players. They do. Um, But the Dodgers have been on that big Uh, stage. You know, my NL pick right now for the World Series is Dodgers. My AL pick, my heart says the fucking Red Sox. Yeah. My money and my brain. Says Houston. Houston. Um, my my heart says Red Sox. You know what? You have the best season, regular season record. But you know what? It's playoffs. Fuck your regular season. Mm-hmm. You do what you had to do to get where you are. Great. The Red Sox pitching setup right now has like three postseason wins on their staff. Yeah. And you have Salem Price going one and two. Uh, I, you know, I, I really, really, really am rooting for the Red Sox over top of the Yankees because the Yankees are just fucking deplorable depl- people. Well, that's what um, I was saying. Like, I but I believe that Houston. I believe it's going to be a Red Sox Houston, and Houston's going to win that in Game Seven. I want to see Kutch win a World Series. I, you know what? I'd love to see Kutch win a World Series. I'd love to see uh, Neil Walker win a World Series. But you know what? I'm not going to root for the first round. In the event they beat the Red Sox, I'm yeah, going to be I'm mad and pissed off and everything else. Then, I can't root then for them if I will root for individual players at that point. Yeah, not if the Kutch team. has good at bats. Um, uh, I, I am not. But right now, fuck the Yankees. Yeah. I already put on my Facebook. Fuck the Yankees. I go saw Red that. Sox. Yeah, and you know what? And until and if the Yankees beat the Red Sox, I'll call Chris and be like, "Hey, good series." Um, I can't say go Yankees, but I'll say go Kutch and go Neil Walker. But go Kutch, go Neil Walker. Um, um, I hope Rudy Giuliani, like, gets lost on his way to the stadium so I don't have to look at him, like, <laughs> like slumped over in his seat. I hope the Yankees and the Dodgers make the World Series and Larry King and Rudy Giuliani fight to the death before game four. Totally. <laughs> All right. Uh, another big thing happened tonight. The NHL started. Oh, the NHL's back, yeah. The NHL started. So the Capitals uh, got to raise the banners. Um, as much as we hate the Capitals, congrats to them. Stanley winning a Stanley Cup is not easy. Uh, winning any championship is not easy, especially the Stanley Cup. Um, I like how they did. You did you watch any of the ceremony? I did not get a chance to see it as it worked on night. Okay, so they so I, I caught a little bit of it, and like they've got the um, you know they showed like a highlights video. Last um, season's highlights. Like last season's highlights, you know that whole thing. They they did like player introductions, and then while everybody's standing out on the blue lines before the anthem and the and the banner raising, um, the the PA announcer he's, you know he he made some comment about how like, like, something along the lines of like the, the Capitals like sure got their money's worth out of the celebrating. 
you know, an yeah. obvious reference to, oh, like, yeah. the rampant, like, bender that they all went on. <laughs> and it was, it was like, definitely, like... They went on a 30-day Definitely bender. meant to be, like, a laugh line because he just paused and, like, everybody's, like, laughing in the arena. And, like, that's fun. That's good. You know, like, a lot of, a lot of people who are no fun in life. Yeah. For example, like, when the Pens won it most recently, like, you know... Talking about how, like, the Schultz chug sets a bad example, and, like, uh, you know, that passed out on his balcony is a bad example. And, like, yeah, it's a bad example of, like, don't be, like, taking photos of other people's personal, like, I know, property. right? Yeah. You know, like, you, it's hard to win the Stanley Cup. It is. And it's a cup. It's a cup. And you know what you do with cups? You drink out you of them. You fill them up with booze, man. And you drink out of them. <laughs> Um, so great for them. Happy I did, for them. I, I did get to see tonight Ovechkin doing the final skate because you know what they they had the cup, they had the mm. ceremonies. Uh, Ovechkin did the final skate around with the cup uh, in DC, and then um, they gave it back, and they won't see it again until they win again. Yeah, if. I mean, I'm sure it'll if. be. Uh, I said if they win again. You said when, if and if and or when, whatever. Not or. Um, it's just if. But um, so those guys. Uh, they have a long season ahead of them, as well as the yeah. Penguins have a long season yeah. ahead of them. The Caps are going to have a longer season ahead of them because they don't have Scott Wilson. Or, sorry, Tom Wilson. Tom, Tom Wilson. Wilson. Scott Wilson's a guy I work with. I thought you um, said they're going to have a long They're going to have a long season because scoring seven goals a night well, is going to take its toll. Well, yeah. I mean, they did score seven goals tonight. They did. I looked at the stat. What was it? Two, three, and one? Yeah. Yeah. No, two, three, and two. Two, three, and two. Uh, in the period scoring breakdown. But Tom Wilson suspended for 20 games. 20 games deserved. He's got a track record. Dude, 20 games deserved. Amanda was sitting here this morning. I was cooking brunch. And um, Amanda was like, did you see the Wilson uh, the Wilson suspension? I'm like, no. What did he get? She goes, 41 games for this time. And next time, if he does, he gets 82 games, which is a season. And then if he does it again, he's out of the league. I'm like, no. That doesn't sound right. Maybe next. That, I was like, that doesn't sound right. So I started, I'm like, he has a meeting today. Mm. She saw something that somebody posted on Twitter. It was like, da 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 And it was like, fake news. <laughs> um, Hashtag fake news. Uh, but I look, I'm like, no, he has a meeting right now. He's not like, it hasn't come down yet. And then it was like, like what, it's 5 o'clock tonight is when it came mm. down. Before face-off. That you're like, oh, by the way, no dressing for you. Get up to the box. You don't um, headhunt. Yeah. You shouldn't headhunt at all. Like you shouldn't headhunt at all. Like you don't headhunt in a preseason game. As, and yeah. you showed me that clip on your phone yeah. at PodCon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I asked you if that was a preseason hit because, like, the severity and yeah. the viciousness of it. I was like, I was no, like, it was five was minutes like, ago. You're watching videos from last April again, aren't you? I'm like, no, it was five minutes ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. 20 games, yeah. good. I hope he learns. 20 I mean, games he's, and he's going to lose. He's in Matt Cook territory uh, now, so let's yeah. let's pick like a terrorist assassin to compare him to. Uh, uh, he's he's like Gavrilo Princip. Uh, uh, Timothy McVeigh. No, that's that's a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> someone who shot an archduke. Oh, okay. Not someone who blew up a daycare. <laughs> he blew up a fucking federal building. With a daycare inside it, Steve. Modern details. Yeah, um, they were all minors. Every last one of them. <laughs> Innocent, beautiful children. I can't believe we're arguing about the merits of Timothy McVeigh on my sports podcast. Jesus Christ. Either way. See what you did to Tom me, Tom Bill- Wilson? You, Tom make, you make me stare into the abyss. Tom and you Wilson's bring out the worst gone. in me. 
gone. 20, 20 games. games. He so, should also be suspended for every game against the Penguins. For guess who else year. is gone forever? Scott Hartnell. Retired. He's not, though. He's not. This is all too convenient, and nobody wants to talk about this, but like I've been saying this since like last week. Scott Hartnell is gritty. <laughs> gritty is Hartnell. Hartnell is gritty. So, so do you think he's a big orange guy who people in Philly seem to like for some reason? So, so do you think he, Scott- he's a nasty, dirty person? Oh, uh, dude, he's the biggest douchebag in the NHL, except for now, Gritty is okay. Yeah, but which is Scott Hartnell in a fucking costume? Scott Hartnell is Gritty. Yeah, Gritty's just Scott Hartnell with like, like no beard wax, basically. Yeah, just a yeah. blow dryer. And a comb. Well, okay. You know what? So, at one point in time, when Scott Hartnell was still playing for the Philadelphia Flyers, mm-hmm. fuck the Flyers, he was the biggest douchebag in the NHL. He still was the biggest douchebag in the NHL. I think he kind of still retains that role until somebody else takes it over. But, at one point in time, while Hartnell was playing for the Flyers, the Penguins employed the second biggest douchebag in the NHL. Matt Cook? No. Steve Downey. <laughs> that was like a minute. <laughs> okay, it was half a year. Because we got him on waivers at the beginning of the season, and then we traded him at the trade deadline. I hate when the Penguins try to get an enforcer. Yeah. It always, it never works. No. I, you know, like George LaRock, George the enforcer, LaRock, he wouldn't fight. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you have, who was the one guy? Uh, Reeves. Oh, yeah, Reeves, right? You know? Oh, and then he goes to fucking uh, uh, Vegas. Vegas, and he's scoring goes, goals in the cup uh, finals. Scoring goals, yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Ryan Reeves. We need a guy to throw down if need be, but we don't need a guy that's, I'm going to whoop your ass. You know, Penn's fans don't come to the this, arena to way. see prize fights. Let me tell you, um, I've stood next to... Um, uh, the guy we got from St. Louis, I can never pronounce his name, but you can. Um, Olechek? Alexiak. Alexiak. Thank you. Huh. I've stood next to him within the last two weeks. Yeah? Dude is huge. Yeah. He's 6'7". I'm this six. Is... I'm 6'0", and I'm like, hi, Where's how it? are you? We know there's guys on the Penguins who will take a retaliatory penalty I mean, without even like thinking twice about it. Unfortunately, his name's Evgeny Malkin, and we need him on the ice. We, we, we oh, Malkin ain't scared. We, right, but like we'd rather have Malkin on the ice at even strength. Yeah. Than like be shorthanded killing another Malkin penalty. Right. Because like some like scrub stepped out of line. Well, and then like, Malkin definitely like you know Malkin's got to watch his face washes too. Yeah. He's he he's been getting stupid penalties. And he took one for a face wash the one day for, like, an incidental. I don't even care, man. I'm like, I mean, you know, I know Malkin's not scared. Cool. Great for you. I'm glad you're ready to throw it down. But I also don't need you to get your jaw broke in a fight against yeah. somebody like Ty Domi. No one's going to, oh, man. I mean, that Ty Domi's no longer in the league, but yeah. his kid is. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, and his kid's a hell of an offenseman. <laughs> He's not even a defenseman like his yeah. dad. But, I mean. Max. You know, uh, you just got to – the enforcers for the Penguins, yeah. And the ones they've had over – Billy Tibbetts, come on. Matthew Barnaby, Matthew gotta, Barnaby. First of all, there's like six teams in Canada. You can't, <laughs> you cannot employ an enforcer who's not allowed to go to Canada. 
Whether you agree with the law that, like, is keeping him out of Canada or not. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, oh, I'm sorry you burned down, like, your girlfriend's parents' house. Like, <laughs> you can't come to Canada. Yeah, that was Billy Tibbetts. Um, um, Matthew Barbie at one point in time, had to have permission from his probation officer to go to away games. Yeah. Um, that was for a DUI. But here and there. Um, Matthew, Matthew Barbie, I, I have great memories and recollections with Matthew Barbie hanging out with him. Uh, because a friend of mine used to date him. Um, but it's, you know. My favorite Barnaby memory was when uh, someone accused him of embellishing. <laughs> it, 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 I think it might have been a playoff game. It was when Herb Brooks was coaching the Pens. Wow. And, like, a reporter asked him in, like, the tunnel about, like, you know, on that hit that, you know, ended up with, like, major penalties or, like, a misconduct or something and Barnaby might be injured, like... Do you think he was embellishing or something? And Herb Brooks was just like, embellishing? And he gets in this reporter's face, he's like, embellishing? Embellishing? That's bleep and horse bleep. Right? <laughs> so, it was just like, I, I don't know any... If, I knew about Herb Brooks. I know what his contributions to the game were. But if you were just some, like, dumbass yinzer who was just like, I'm going to turn on this Pens game, like you would have fell in love with Herb Brooks right there. Exactly. Just for that. Like, I've never seen a Penguins coach try to, like, fight a dude before. <laughs> Let alone a reporter. Herb Brooks was amazing. He's a great coach, and his contributions to the game of hockey were amazing. Uh, most notably, the 1980 Olympics, which happened to be one of my birthdays. Mm-hmm. Who else Who else do you know of that can say that they were played in a movie by both Kurt Russell and Carl Malden? Uh, true. <laughs> um... So in the meantime, though, NHL has started. We're going to be uh, starting off here. Penguins start tomorrow night. Uh, we're recording Wednesday night, technically Thursday morning. So Thursday morning later today, the Penguins have a home game against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Capitals. And I hope the Caps got all their goals out of their system. I know. I hope they got the seven goals out of their system and they go home blank. Uh, Andrew Stocky, like retweeted something today. It was the Caps like, 7-0, we got it rolling. And then he, like captioned that and retweeted it i was like hey pence you gotta do the same you know yeah like awesome uh but yeah so there's our that goal differential back down in the meantime for those of you hockey fans there's lots of hockey on tv espn plus is showing nine to ten games a week Mm -hmm. uh, nbc sportsnet showing i don't know how many games a week rivalry wednesday Uh, rivalry wednesday monday night hockey thursday night hockey night here and there you know there's West Coast games, there's East Coast games. You don't have to have the hockey package to watch hockey. No. And, and again, like you shouldn't be watching other teams. You should be watching the Penguins. Watch the Penguins and watch other teams to find out what the Pens got to go up against. No, just watch the Penguins every night. Yeah. Root Sports. Well, that's right. AT&T Sports. AT&T Sports. Boom. I still call it Root Sports. Yeah. So Root Sports. Um, until my buddy that's the program director for them calls me up and says, just, Dude, it's not changed- Root. All they changed was the branding. Yeah. You know, like, they when they were Root Sports, it was owned by DirecTV. And before that, it was owned by Liberty Media. And they, they, they just keep selling those, like, affiliates, you know, to different, like, media companies. And now AT&T owns it. And they're, they're pretty big. I think you've heard of Ma Bell. Right. Every, everyone's heard of Ma Bell. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the younger generation has because history class sucks anymore. I mean, to get us... The, the Gettysburg War, it, it, you know, Battle of Gettysburg is down to about two and a half pages in history books. That's a whole different they podcast. Just stop doing shit. That's a whole different if podcast. They would, like, if they could just, everyone just stop fucking shit up so we can, like, teach the kids about, like, Vietnam. All right. So, 
They'll quit fucking shit up. And in the meantime, so we don't fuck more shit up, we're going to go take a break right now. And, well, you get to go listen to some friends uh, at Sorgatron Media and what's going on there. And the perfect pepperoni pizza from Slice on Broadway. Nice. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back for our last segment, and we're going to dedicate this to all football. What happened with football? Uh, there's a lot really that happened. Attention. There, uh, yeah, there's been a lot going on with football. Um, so, NCAA, uh, we'll start with that. Uh, Pitt took a hell of a loss to UCF last week, 45-14. to They come back to Heinz Field to take on Syracuse, who was 4-1 coming off a loss to Clemson. Uh, very Close loss to Clemson. That number didn't look that close. Well, they they were leading until the fourth quarter. Okay. Like it, it was to the point where I was like, there. If there are two schools that my wear orange, Julia, well, no, yeah, they both wear orange, and Julia seems to hate them. Oh. And I can understand why she hates Clemson because she went to South Carolina, Carolina. so yeah. it's a big rivalry. I don't know why she hates Syracuse. They wear orange. They wear orange, I guess. Yeah. It's got to As a lacrosse player, you would think she would at least have some respect. Do you hate orange? I don't. Do you have an orange cat? No. That's good. But you don't have an orange cat because Julia hates orange. No, I don't have an orange cat because I adopted a black and white cat. Yeah, you got and then, no cats. And then somebody... It's, I didn't do it on purpose, but yeah. yes, my I have three cats and they match. Okay? <laughs> so, like... You know, it's like a little Rat Pack movie, but, like, instead of, like, you know, going to a casino, they're just, like, running down to my crappy basement to, like, eat off the floor. Right? <laughs> so, uh, Syracuse... Anyway, Syracuse, like... Two years ago... The Pitt- Syracuse is feeling their big boy pants right now, because yeah. they almost beat Clemson, and now they're going to Pitt, and yeah. last time they came to Pittsburgh... Last time they came like to Pittsburgh, was a basketball points. score. Yeah. And it went... It didn't go to overtime, but, you know, Pitt put in the third and fourth string at the half, and then Syracuse came back and made a game of it. Yeah. And then Pitt put the first string back in the fourth quarter. Like, Pitt has yet to put together a good second half. You're correct. They have not. The first quarter of the UCF game, I'm like, all right, Pitt's down a touchdown. All right, Pitt's down 10 points, and they made a game of it. Yeah. The second quarter, Pitt's making a game of it. In the midway through the second quarter, Pitt was like, uh, we're going to go, like, take a nap now. Granted, it might have been 98 degrees on the field. I had friends of mine that were at that game because they travel to a college game every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not because of Pitt. They just happened to go to UCF Pitt this year. Um, but, you know, here or there, uh, Pitt's got some work to do, man. I mean, yeah. Pitt's program is not where it needs to be uh, in the ACC. Um we thought moving the ACC would help them out in basketball. Obviously, that was that wrong. That hasn't happened. Football, yet. we thought it might have helped them out. And it it's middle of the road for football. As long as they don't have to play Miami. <laughs> well, that's what you're well, saying. Well, they beat Miami last year. They beat Miami last year. Yeah. When they went but, to the ACC, like... Pitt I don't was think a really good. Expected Clemson to become as good as they. No, have. but I don't like Miami was not what it once was. No, like when Pitt joined the ACC for football, they were looking Florida at like, State. 
Florida State and Virginia Tech, maybe. Yeah, maybe. because Pitt's come out of the Big East, and... But now, now you've got to deal with, like, Virginia yeah, yeah. Tech's good. Virginia They're ranked Tech's again good. this They're week. They're ranked again this week. I mean, they, they, they wouldn't have fallen out of the rankings if they hadn't lost to James Madison, which, you know, freaky things happen sometimes with, with in-state rivalries against uh, smaller schools. You know, but, like, teams in the ACC have gotten better. Yes. What to kills Pitt is that they they're bad against teams they should beat. Yes, like they they have like it's like that no piece. success against North Carolina. Like North Carolina has did, did they make the conference final one year? No, nope. I think no, no, they didn't. But no. they were they were like they're in Pitt's division. They're, so it's yeah, like, they're in Pitt's division. So it's like you know. Sometimes they all just drag NC each other State down. made the conference final. Not North NC Carolina. State. Okay, yeah. so. These are all teams that we weren't really counting. And in basketball, you think ACC, you don't think football, other than Florida State, Miami, is what it comes down to. It is when you think ACC football, Florida State, Miami, Clemson now, Clemson, Virginia Tech, VT. Um, but other than that, Boston you don't... College was ranked. Yeah, last week they lost, but it was their it was their first time ranked for like so long. I, I couldn't believe it seeing like a Boston College game. And they have well, a number next to it. Well, them. how about how about WVU in the region is the, is the highest ranked team. They're number nine. Yeah, uh, they're number one in the Big Twelve, which still floors me that WVU is the Big Twelve. Um, I guess we just have to get over it. And they're uh, with Kansas uh, coming to Morgantown this Saturday. Um, their quarterback Guy Geyer, I think is his last name. Uh, he's still Heisman hopeful. Um, he's in the. Top four for Heisman right now. Uh, well, he so ought to be able to put up some stats against Kansas. They're typically not very good. Not important. Um, um, yeah, th- that should be an easy win. Uh, now, now uh, WVU is 4-0, where they should be 5-0, but they had that game canceled. Well, it was uh, against NC State. State. Okay. Um, due to Hurricane Florence, PSU... Um, P.S. You stink. P.S.U. is coming you off a it. big loss to Ohio State. Couldn't believe it. And not a big number loss, a big loss in general. I'm not mad about them losing. I'm just mad that like you know I what? went to get a snack. That's the one day. See the that's the that's the fucking one day a year I root for Ohio State. And you know what? My biggest annoyance with that game is Ohio State didn't cover. Uh, <laughs> That's a, that doesn't sound like annoyance. That sounds like economic anxiety. Yes. Uh, Ohio State didn't cover the three and a half points. They only won by one. 27-26. Uh, Penn State. Um, that, that loss is going to screw them for the rest of the fucking year. Right. And, and they're not. Unless, uh, unless Ohio State takes two bad losses. Uh, or two losses. Two losses. They don't have to be bad. Two losses. losses. They don't have to be, they got to lose to Michigan and like one other team. Yeah. Yeah, in the Big Ten. Yeah. And the only good teams in the Big Ten are We're, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Right. So Ohio State, Ohio State needs to lose two games for Penn State to have any hope at a uh, Big Ten championship game. At a Big Ten championship game. And then, well, and then that would put them into maybe a Final Four. Maybe. So, maybe. But like we've seen before, it's hard to make the Final it is. Four if you don't even like make your conference championship game. Now... The two Pac-10, years ago, or, I'm sorry, yeah, the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, but two years ago, Penn State made the final, the the, the conference championship game, won it, and still didn't get in the final four. And Ohio State 
got in over top of them. Here or there, fuck you, NCAA. It's fun to argue about. You're the one most corrupt uh, organizations in the world. I don't world. think the corruption has anything to do with like the playoff format, though. I think if they wanted to make more money, they would have a bigger playoff. And I think yeah. that that's what's going to happen eventually. Eventually, they're going to go to eight teams, and then eventually they're going to go to 16, if, and if, if they can college football is going to go to February. I'm sorry, but if, like, if the players for, like, Delaware and, like, South Dakota State... Delaware hasn't had a good player out of there since Joe Flacco. Right, but... but Who was they, a pick quarterback? Right, but when they did have Joe Flacco, they went to the playoffs, and they won, and they had to play, like, playoff games during the weekends when, like... All the other Div- Division One players are laying at home watching the Army Navy game. Yeah. So it's it's kind of silly to say that like oh well we we can't have playoffs in you know D one like FBS whatever you want to call it. You know when when like I mean you could argue that the students in the one double A schools as I still call them like. Oh. They've got more riding on their academics than the D1. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? like Union? Like, Mount Union? No, that's D3. I'm talking like, you know, you play for Youngstown State. Oh. Okay? All right. For example. Um, you've got a much better chance of going into the regular workforce than you do the NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Compared for, to your counterpart yeah, yeah. on yeah. an Ohio State you, roster. You, you, you play for Youngstown State and you end up being a lawyer. And you have a uh, uh, a D one national championship ring. Yeah, and you got to go to class. Yeah, and you got to somehow balance your 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 workload mm-hmm. with your playoff games, and you can do it. Exactly. You mentioned Mount Union. Oh, that's Mount, an even Mount, better example. D three. D three. They don't get full scholarships. I got a guy I went to, I went to high D3 school with. School. Yeah, a guy I went to high school with that has three fucking D three national championship rings. What, that Mount is, Union. Yeah, Mount Union. And he went there out of high school to Mount Union, and he got three D- D3 national jets, which are still beautiful and expensive mm. rings. What's he do? What's his job? Um, he was the director for the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. And then now he is somewhere in the corporate workforce, but he also plays in a local band. But he went to, um, But he went pro in something other than sports. Yes, like They always he say did. on those commercials. He did. So most... Um, most NCAA oh, athletes, most NCAA athletes have to balance their workload yeah. and their sport, and actually excel at their academic workload as well as they their know sports that workload. it's you know that's where they're going to be like cashing checks down the road. Right now, these D one like Penn State, Ohio State players, you're telling me that they're just like cramming in study hall. No, they're during, like the three weeks between the end of the regular um, season. And I'd the say two thirds of the game, two thirds of the team. Two thirds of the team is there because they're playing. They got a full ride, and they hope to get to a combine and get picked up or be an undrafted free agent somewhere. Um, one third of the NCAA football players are gonna get drafted. Yeah, and we know those numbers because two hundred ninety-four guys get drafted every year mm. out of football. That's what it is, and then there's another 600 guys that are undrafted free agents that go to a tra- that go to a training camp that try to make a team that end up in Europe or end up in Canada or end up, you know, going back to school for their masters or their doctorates. Yeah, here or there, right? Either way, we, the only reason we even brought that up was because we're trying to figure out how Penn State can get into the playoffs. Exactly after losing to Ohio State. 
But and the thing is, like, when you see that on your schedule, when they make the schedule, you know who you are. Yeah. And you know who Ohio State is. Yep. So, like, that's a playoff game. Get up for the game. It's yeah. a playoff game. You lost your playoff game. I'm sorry that it happened in, like, week five. Yeah. And not at the end of the season like playoff games are supposed to. But when you only let four teams into the playoffs, yeah, yeah. it's a playoff game. And when Penn State only lets four teams in the Happy Valley. Or, or, sorry, when Penn State only leaves Happy Valley four times a year. Because, you know, Penn State, for some reason, ends up having, like, you know... Eight home games and four away. And speaking of one of their away games, they get to go to Lansing mm-hmm. this week, which and is they not a play good team this year. Michigan State, it's Michigan State's not a good team. Sometimes they're good. They are they're considered yeah. Penn State's historical rival. Yep, they have a trophy. They do. What's the name of the trophy? Uh, the Land Grant Trophy. Is it the Land Grant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll be playing. Not as cool as the jeweled shillelagh. No, the jeweled shillelagh. Which, you know, is where it belongs in South Bend. Yes. Because they got all their trophies. You showed me that. Yeah, they did last week. Um, And speaking of last week, uh, Notre Dame did win over top of Stanford, which is a big game for them 38 17. This is probably the most. It's big for Notre Dame, but it's bigger for Stanford because the Pac 12 is like always on the outside looking in when it comes to the Final Four. Correct. Like Stanford beating Oregon the week the week prior, like they were talking about that as like sort of like a preliminary Pac twelve title game. So yes. Stanford's got the edge now to win the Pac twelve, but they've got an extra loss to Notre Dame. That's gonna hurt them. So Stanford came in uh ahead of Notre Dame in the rankings. Notre Dame did beat them and actually I don't know how much of the Notre Dame games you've watched this season. Very little. This was the most complete game played by Notre Dame. Good. Against a higher-ranked team in South Bend, under the lights. This was the most complete game. They had two wins this year that could have very well been losses, and one of them should have been a loss. Notre Dame got lucky um, against Ball State, really. Like, Ball State? What the fuck? Um... But they did beat Stanford, so they got the shillelagh. So Notre Dame holds all four of the rivalry trophies. It's kind of like the um, the Tiger Slam. Mm. You know, they're not in the same year, but currently they hold them over two seasons. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, Notre Dame uh, heads to Blacksburg. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a big one. Part of, part of, have they ever played there before? I can't even remember. I don't that. know. Like I don't know. If they have or not, I'm sure at some point in time over the years they have. But um, but they head to Blacksburg, uh, Virginia, uh, this weekend to take on Virginia Tech. Uh, which again, we were just talking about the ACC about Virginia Tech being good, and I don't think Virginia Tech's ranked right now. But here and there, uh, that's where they go. Let me uh, pull up right now uh, the top twenty-five. Um. What's going on here? So Blacksburg is a cool little town, by the way, if you haven't been. I've been near there, like, on the way home from Western North Carolina, where we sometimes go for vacation. Oh, Western North Carolina's um, a beautiful place. And there's a town called Fancy Gap. Mm-hmm. And there's a big sign right when you get off the interstate that says, like, this is Hokie Country. Now, you're not actually in Blacksburg. I don't know how close you are to Blacksburg, but, I mean, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 
It's a good it's place a, to go. Just go, just <laughs> like study math in the mountains for four years. And so right now, currently, your top twenty-five. Looking at Alabama, number one, Georgia, two, Ohio State, three, Clemson's at four, LSU is at five, Notre Dame is at six, Oklahoma's at seven, Auburn is at eight, WVU is at nine, Washington, U Dub. Going in at 10, Penn State's 11, UCF moves up to 12, Kentucky's at 13, Stanford's at 14, Michigan, uh, Big Blues at 15, Washington, uh, sorry, Wisconsin, uh, 16, uh, the U, uh, there, Miami is 17, Oregon Ducks are at 18, Texas, the Longhorns, 19, Michigan State, 20. So Penn State's going still against the ranked team. Um, Colorado's at 21, Florida Gators are at 22, NC State Wolfpacks at 23, Virginia Tech's at 24, and OK State's at 25. Nice. So, some big games coming up this weekend. Um, I don't know, like, are there, are there any good SEC games? Does, Al- does Alabama have to worry about anything? Uh, Alabama's playing, like, uh, Alabama's playing... I was just trying to look at the schedule before we came over here. Yeah, just, just I, trying I'm, to figure out like what I'm going to watch. Um, I'm going to watch college football until I have to go to work. Yeah, and then when I get to work, I'm going to figure out what big games are on once I get to work and put them on there. There's, I'm sure there's going to be one or two big games on the afternoon. And there's going to be a couple of night games on. You're just uh, going to be flipping around because there's going to be baseball. I, yeah, there's going to be. But a lot, I'm at work. So, football. so what's but up? But I don't think there's any like big like. Ranked team versus ranked team. No. I, don't I mean, think aside so. from like the Notre Dame game that we mentioned, but like, yeah. stuff with like serious like playoff implications. Yeah. I don't know. Just and, win your games. And, and, I know South Carolina's playing Missouri. And Notre Dame. I know Pitt's playing Syracuse. And, and Notre Dame, pretty much every year to get into a Final Four, has to pretty much go undefeated and beat a shitload of ranked teams because they pick their schedule. They pick their gauntlet. Notre mm. Dame plays the gauntlet because mm. they're independent in football. And everyone hates them, so they always, they always them. have to be better. They got to be better by far. Bigger, like, better, stronger. Yeah. Everything else. Notre Dame versus like random team X. Yeah. You know, like they just got to be better because everyone hates Notre Dame, and you have to. Notre Dame's like the Yankees. You, you don't no, hate not them. Like the Yankees because the Yankees are evil. Yeah, but Notre Dame's like the, Dame's essentially good. though. Yeah, Notre Dame's like the Yankees. You love them or hate them. There's no. Ah, uh, yeah, I like Notre Dame, or there's no, eh. I guess in college know. football, yeah, like, there's, yeah, you know. You love them or hate them. People hate Alabama because they're good. Uh, if I Alabama them. dropped off the, off the, You know like, what, I rankings. don't, I don't hate Alabama because they're good, I hate Alabama because of Nick Saban. Okay, but you were an LSU fan a little bit, so, like, don't, nah, you, just, don't you just hate him because he left? No. You just think he's a jerk and that's why you don't like him? No, I just think he's a fucking jerk. Okay. Exactly. All right, so, um, <laughs> all right, but, but like, so he's gone, and you don't hate Alabama anymore. But, like, people hate Notre Dame no matter who their coach is. Right? That's true. I mean, they were really bad for a long time, and they had, not really bad, but they, they were not as good as they should be. Yeah. And they had Bob Davey, and they had Charlie Weiss. Yeah. And people Those still hated them. Years. People still hated them, just because they're Notre Dame. I don't know. Uh, Something that, to think it's about. That, it's that 24 karat gold metal flake in the spray painted helmets every week. And, yeah, and the movie. You know, and, the, and Rudy. The fact that like, and Ronald Reagan was in a movie about Ronald that, Reagan, and yeah. Movie. Yeah. 
you know, they're always on. They got their own TV deal. Hey, you know what? Hey, it's NBC's money, man. They spend you know what they want. Hey, you know what? If somebody came and gave Pitt their own TV deal. <laughs> I'm watching NBC right now. <laughs> they, give, they gave a bunch of money to Notre Dame, and it didn't bankrupt them. So that's got to be something. Awesome. You know, like, we're going we're gonna to base our sports programming around Notre Dame football, and then maybe in, like, 20 years we'll have enough money to start a channel that shows, like, nothing but hockey and American Ninja Warrior. Awesome. And soccer. Can you imagine? So, uh... <laughs> I'm just trying to delay, like, what you're going to segue to next. I know, right? You're trying to delay that, but I'm looking at the timeline, and, like, Amanda's going to yell at me tomorrow, and she's like, you guys really went this long in the fucking podcast? So, uh, Jesus Christ. Real quick on the Steelers? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to go real quick on the Steelers, but we'll try. Um, so what the fuck, man? Like, um... Ravens, Ravens week. Get up for that game. Everybody gets up for that game. You're down 14 points in the first quarter. All right, you score four. You, you score 14 to come back up to tie up before you go in the halftime. Awesome. Fucked my football pool all up with the fours because I actually had decent numbers. But anyway, betting or not, then you don't do anything. I just think nothing. That- well, no, they came back. They they started bad. They as, didn't. As they didn't doing. come back. They scored fourteen points for the halftime, and they ended with fourteen points. They didn't come back for shit. No, they were down, and then they evened it up at halftime. Yeah, at halftime, even up. So after the after the half came out, nothing. After that, no points scored. After I mean, they, that. if they hadn't gotten that turnover on like the two yard line near the end of the first half, like it would have been. You know, not even worth watching. But they came, they tied it, and then they just, like, again, like, Pitts, bad second half. Yeah, real bad second half. Like, the second half of the Cleveland game. You made Joe Flacco look elite. You know. No, to- I don't think he looked elite. But <laughs> I always say this, like, one of my favorite phrases is Flacco on his backo. And it's not just Flacco, like, they just don't. They don't They're not getting the quarterback. quarterback like they used to, and that was the issue. Yeah, the and defense. Watch, watching him in his post game interview, Joe Flacco. This, this game's like, oh. on. This game's on the defense. Yeah, this game for the Steelers is on the defense, whole, all the way through. And it's like, come on, what the fuck are you guys thinking? Like, it's not all on the defense. Like the play calling. Well, I know yeah. Connor's not Bell. Connor's not Bell, and but they only had 19 rushing yards. Yeah, like. Connor had some receiving yards. He had but, some receiving yards. I mean, if, uh, if the difference is fancy that, football, Connor didn't look bad in fancy football. Yeah, in fancy. W- that's w- not. W- in fancy, but you know, on the, on, yards, on the field, that's nineteen not rushing how the yards. Win. No, it's not. And I, mean, I know it's not like the Bettis Bettis era. No, no, it's not clock but control. I, and you still stuff. like you don't you don't go from like a hundred yards rushing wins you a game down to like nineteen yards rushing and expect yeah. to still win. Um. Yeah, defense bad, like missed tackles. Um, you know, it's not good. They need Bell back. Uh, they might get Bell back. But they might get Bell late. back. We're, we're talking about Bell. Bell said that uh, his agent and Jeremy Fowler's report on ESPN that um, Bell's coming back after the bye week. And the bye week Steelers have as week seven. So they have two games left. They have the Falcons this week. 
And then they have the Bungles in Cincinnati uh, next weekend mm-hmm. on the 13th. Or, sorry, 14th. And then they go to bye week. And Bell's supposed to come back the Monday after the Bungles game. We've heard this before. He's supposed to come back here. He's supposed to come back then. And he hasn't. He says this, he says that. I yeah. saw something that the Steelers haven't actually heard from him. Yeah, right? Like, he's he's saying in the media that he's going to come back, or he's saying on Instagram. You know, that, and, until he, he shows... he hasn't called his boss. Yeah, until he shows... Call show, your boss and make sure until, that you've got a shift to work I, before hey, you just like, show hey, up. Um, Steve, Steve Fernald says he's coming back to Top Golf on Tuesday. Like, well, guess what? Like, we don't Steve's have also wins. Steve's also Wednesday. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I mean... I, Find out if you're going to work. Find out if you're going to play or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, and honestly, don't find out if you're going to play or not. Show the fuck back up. The coach is going to be like, you're an asshole. You're not playing. I'm not saying play, but um, you're going to work. you got to come ready oh, to work. Yeah, come ready to work. Come, Which uh, means practice. Okay, so if he's going to come back, coming back on a bye week is probably the best thing for him. Yeah. Because he's going to get 10 days worth of practice before a game. Yeah. So they're going to get some team reps, some team this, some team that. Hey, Bell, remember that play from three years ago? Yeah, here's the ball. Go do it. You know, and and, any more. Ben even said previous seasons, I hand Bell the ball and he makes it happen. Yeah. We know where the guards are pulling. We know where the tackles are pulling and so forth. And he's just looking for holes. And it's kind of unscripted from there. You know, and he's looking for holes. You know. The, the passing plays is where it's more scripted of like, hey, you're going to cut out, go three steps right, four steps over, and three steps left, and I'm going to hit you across the middle. Boom. There it is. Um, defense, though. Defense right now is killing the fucking Steelers right now. Joe Hayden, great fucking cornerback. Yeah. And when I, he takes a little bit of an injury. Meh. You know, but he walks it off. Good for him. Um He's good, but the other guys, like, they don't even know who's supposed to be on the field when. Correct! You know, like, the, this these, whole rotating... These defense guys are just killing it. Do you remember a few years ago when they had a really, like, injury-plagued offensive line? And they were, like, constantly shuttling different O-linemen for every play? It gets, it gets like, uh, confusing. Like, even, I think, the best coach team would still have trouble with, like, their personnel packages at certain times because it's, like... You know, down in distance and, like, what kind of protections are we running? And you don't know, like, who you want to have on the field. And they, they've they won a Super Bowl with, like, bad offensive lines. They, but they, yeah, you're the not going to win a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. The 2005 Super Bowl was the, was that the one where Ben got in the podium and said, O-line, or was that the 0-9 No, it was, it was the, the next one. With yeah, that. the 0-9 Super Bowl. Because I remember a meme of, like, Willie Colon. Like, yeah. With, like, the all the confetti, like. Flying around him, and it, and it, and the caption just said like "in spite of me," which I thought was really mean. It's not one person who makes the offensive line go, but yeah, like they they had a suspect offensive line, and they still managed to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with a suspect defense. No defense wins Super Bowls. Have been proven, and they're not going to go out and like overhaul the defense at this stage. If you so watch, the guys on the defense need to make better plays. If you watch and anything, the need to make better calls. If you watch anything with Trent Dilfer on ESPN, I don't know if he's still on ESPN, but he has been in the past. Mm. Anything with Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer is like, yeah, I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You know what? I thank my defense every day for that ring because you know what? He's like. 
the defense won that Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl the 2000 um, uh, Ravens. Mm-hmm. You know, that was – and he even says, yeah, we won the Super Bowl because of our defense. I didn't win that Super Bowl. They did. You know, defense wins Super Bowls. It's been proven. Yeah. How many offensive teams won Super Bowls? Well, plenty There's do. There's plenty do. But you've got to be able to tackle. Mm-hmm. You can't just, like, you know – your offense will get tired. You know? You can't you can't just like say like go oh, good job guys, like go go so, take a blow. We're gonna we're gonna go like you know, let them march down the field so and I've read a couple you articles. to come back out. So I've read a couple articles about mm-hmm. Bell coming back and so forth, about how uh, a couple articles said that he was uh, uh, some of the players said that they wanted to meet with him beforehand and find out his mental stability towards mm-hmm. the team and everything else like that and team awareness. Ben's been on radio and and whatnot uh, saying that, yeah, I welcome him back. You know, we're better with him and so forth. Um, I worry about the fucking old school no block 800, you know? Yeah. Where, like, they snap the ball, they hand it off the bell, and the and, uh, offensive line's like, get him, you know? Uh, These are professionals. Mm-hmm. They can't do that. They shouldn't do that. You're right. If they want them, if they want to, they can do it. They, they shouldn't do it. It's not going to help them win. No, it's not going to win. It's not going to. But it sends a message. Fans. It sends a message. Like all the all the fans who like like I don't personally need the Steelers to like keep the moral universe in play. Like I, there are other things that I look to for like you know, guidance on, like, how I should live my life. Right. Yeah, I mean... But so there I. are people who think that, like, the way the Steelers operate is, like, the difference between, like, good and evil in the world. And I think those people would be really hurt if they knew that the offensive line took a playoff just so that their player could get, you know, tackled for loss. Yeah, well, like, best-case scenario, tackle for loss. Worst-case scenario, I mean, who knows? That's That's why you don't do it. Yeah. As a professional, and let's look at it this way, too. Like, I know the players' union, like, these guys make a ton of money, so they're not, like, working Joes, but they're still union brothers, and you can't, you can't do that. Like, you don't, you don't, like, set up your co-workers so that they fail. Like, that's not solidarity. You've never worked in a union, have you? I never have. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Bold labor. Coming soon from Sorgatron Media. No, but I, I, honestly, I don't see the the team setting up Bell for a loss. Neither do I. Um, That's like schoolyard shit. I, I, I see that of Bell having to come in to the locker room and be like, "Hey guys, I'm back. Um, sorry about that shit. I had to make a stance. Um, my stance was taken. Uh, my pocketbook is hurting. Um, and yet he could still take his first game check." And by everyone on the offensive line, a jet ski. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I could see the team being like, you're taking your first game check and we're having one hell of a dinner on you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which. You're taking us to Superior Motors, Le'Veon. Yeah, okay. Superior Motors, Diabratic. Um, but no, I, I, they won't go to Superior Motors. They go to like fucking Eddie Brothers or some shit. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they might. They might do both. I mean, yeah. They might make, they're like, hey, we got a bye week. You're taking us out two nights. Hey, you know what? Rashard Mendenhall is a writer mm-hmm. on Ballers. Oh, yeah. And a lot of that writing shit, 
he does is like comes from what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So, and me being a server and bartender, I'm not saying I haven't seen some shit. I've seen some shit, and I'm not going to dime out names, but I've we seen some dime. shit. We don't dime. I've seen some shit. So, on a game standpoint, coming into Falcons, how do you feel about this? This is a do or die for both teams, really. It really is. It yeah. really is a do or die. Like, I don't say this makes or breaks your season because we do have the potential for Le'Veon Bell to come back for the last 10 games of the season. The Falcons have everyone on their team, and they're 1-3. and three. The Steelers are 1-2-1, and one, which that that one... The one is a division the, game. The, the one... On the on the right side, it's gonna hurt us. It's gonna hurt us. It's gonna hurt it's us. Not it's not because a divisional the, the, win. The Ravens are not a fucking pushover. We got to play them one more time. The Bengals, we got to play them twice. Once without Lev Bell, and once potentially with Lev Bell. Yeah. Um. At, well, no, it would be with Lev Bell for the last game of the season, no matter what. And if he comes back at the end of the bye, you know, and if he. Yo, so without Lev Bell, because it's before the bye week, and the last game of the season's a Bengals game, and it would have to be with Lev Bell unless they trade him. Um, you know, and then we got Cleveland. If if if, if uh, Lev Bell comes back like he says he's going to, he's coming back against Cleveland in Pittsburgh. So, and then he's got another Ravens game if he's back. Yeah. So... Such a distraction, and the damage is already done. Like I really, I don't, I don't want to talk about Le'Veon Bell anymore until he acts, until he actually does come back and play a game, and then we can talk about how effective he is in that game, because what he's contributed to the first four games is zero. Zero. He's probably actually been like a negative impact. Yeah. Because. All these distractions, like we, we, like I said, we're trying to leave drama in 2017, where last year we had shit every every week, something different, mm-hmm. you know. And you're, you're hoping that that goes away because the window is closing, you know. And you've you've got sick receivers, you've got a good quarterback who's you know he's not going to be young or good forever. I don't think he's going to still be playing like at Tom Brady's age. So, you know, like, what are you going to do, Steelers? They're going to go out and play a hell of a game. I hope so. They, they have to win. Um, they have to win. It, it, it's a must win for both teams. More for Atlanta than Pittsburgh. I disagree. I think it's a must, more of a must win for Atlanta than it is the Steelers. Okay, Steelers have a better record, but it's because of a tie. Right. Okay. I think it's more of a must win for Atlanta. Because of the division they're in. It's a must win for the Steelers as a fan. And everything else like that. But you have a big piece coming back in a week or two. Okay. Um, I see what you're saying about the division. But I so, can't take any teams in, in the AFC North lightly. Hmm. So I, it's a wash as far as I'm concerned. As of right now with the Steelers record, I see them as a wild card team. And they're going to have to get a fucking like... I, I don't see. Okay, all right. I picked them to be ten and six. Was my prediction, like during training camp, we talked about. Yeah, it. I said ten and six. 
And that's uh, impossible now because of the tie. And I said 11 to 5, which is also impossible because of the tie. 10 5 and 1? Yeah. That sounds um, tough. That, that means they only yeah. lose, what, three more games? And I say they lose probably the one against Cincinnati. And we got New England again. Yeah, I think they beat New England. Okay. Well, if they beat New England, then I'll change my New, New England's off. New England's not doing well. They're still New England. They're still New England. I know that. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, speaking of football, how did your fantasy go this week? Did you win? Terrible. No. Terrible? You... No. I oh, got wait. by the guy that you had on your team. So, uh... Kamara, congratulations, Steve. <laughs> Kamara killed me. I was I was in such good shape. Because we were because we're not PodCon five thirty six o'clock. We're not PodCon yeah. and we're going back and forth. And you're like, oh, well, I still got Ben and AB going this tonight, so I should do all right in points. I'm like, you should do all right in points. Ben's been like a forty point quarterback the last the last two weeks, and AB's been at least twenty some points. I went I went from like up forty to down twenty. Whoa! But like basically during happy hour ah. on Sunday. And then I get home, and it's just like, if they play well in the second half, I got a shot. And they didn't play well in the second half. They didn't. No, I, I, I'm actually 3-1 in my fantasy league. Um, so, yeah. It There's comes that. every week. It, that's the thing about fantasy. Like, it's every week, you know. Speaking of you, which. You play parlays and stuff, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, I had a bad week. I'm going to take a week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, you play there's parlay. There's no week off in fantasy. Yeah, there's no week off in fantasy. Parlays and straight-up bets are different things. Um, but in the meantime, though, we do have a great week of sports, a great weekend of sports in front of us. College football. Um. Hockey's back. Hockey's back. Pens play tomorrow night. You're not going to hear this podcast in time about the Pens game, but we told you about it. But it's pretty um, awesome how they beat the Capitals. Don't you agree? I do. I'm predicting that the Pens are going to beat the Capitals five to two. Right seven now, seven nothing. Uh, well, no. that was uh, that Caps won seven nothing tonight. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna reverse their goal differential. Reverse the goal differential. This isn't soccer. Goal differential doesn't mean shit. It does. It does but. matter though in terms of like it's a good it's a good stat in terms. It's a good of stat. It's a good how stat. How productive is a hockey team? Yeah, right. It's, it's not, a, well, it's a plus minus. Plus minus. Yeah, yeah same thing. That's a plus minus. Goal differential is like yeah. plus minus based on like team. Yeah, you know, plus minus is just goal differential like on an individual basis. It works. Uh, in the meantime, though, Let's folks. Go pens. Let's go Pens. And, like, I'm surprised. Like, I actually, Billy turned off the Steeler game after it was over and put on the LeBron James preseason game so fast that for a split second I was like, wait a minute, did the NBA start early this year? Well, no, no, because Billy is betting on the fucking probably, preseason probably. game. He probably did. And we'll talk about that off air. But, yeah, like, we'll talk about NBA <laughs> in two weeks. But yeah. we got hockey, college football, NFL and baseball, baseball playoffs, playoffs and Riverhounds playoffs. Riverhounds playoffs. It's a great fucking time it's to the be best alive. Time of year. If you're October a sports fan, is better than April. It's better than March Madness, folks. There's only one October. To quote the great Dane Cook, "There's only one October." <laughs> yes, there is only one October. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to us on Sorgatron Media, on iTunes and Stitcher, and all your favorite places to listen to podcasts. Thank you very much. Matt, anything else? God, let's go to Celts tomorrow. Salzburg Red Bulls going down in the Europa League.
There it is. Soccer. Soccer. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com. <laughs>